Hello, everybody. We are in February, which means we are in the month of baseball. January is over. Thank God for that. I don't know how your January was, but mine sucked. Has anyone had a good January? Has anyone ever had a good January? I don't think so. Um, if you've had a good January, I'd like to hear from you. Um, welcome to Stale Bubblegum. I am John Chapman. I will hold for applause. <laughs> did you hear my parents? Yes, you did. <laughs> um, I am joined by a very special guest. And um, I'll do a very brief introduction by just saying this gentleman is responsible probably for my kids not taking a couple of like ice skating lessons or um maybe they they missed out on like a new pair of sneakers um because i'm i'm busy buying his prints so uh daniel horine uh is Hello. a artist extraordinaire uh can we say artist i'm gonna say artist um from pop fly pop shop how are you sir i'm very well thank you how are you i'm good so so what daniel does is if you're not familiar with with pop fly is uh each week uh he releases these amazing illustrations of mostly baseball um in the style of vintage comic books um some football um and correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you release them both. It seems like it's it's baseball for the most part, right? Uh, baseball is every week, and football is running at the same time, and that runs for every two weeks. Okay, all right. So, and they're just like incredible. And, um, for example, the ones that I bought, uh, Vladimir and Vladimir Junior. That's that's two. Uh, I didn't buy this one, but the Hawk was was incredible for Andre Dawson. Um, you had the I Must Kill the Queen one for Reggie Jackson. Uh, I bought a Gary Carter one. Near and dear to my heart, I think the first one that I bought, Daniel, was um, you did an incredible one with Randy Savage from his baseball mm. days. I interviewed Randy Savage oh. um, a long time ago and was fortunate enough to talk to him about his baseball days. And that was like, that might have even been how I like stumbled upon you, mm. but um, but I'm talking so much and no one gives a shit about me. So let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about how you came into doing this because they they're really genius. They really are. Um, and um, yeah, how'd this start? Well, there's lots of different ingredients to kind kind of what led up to it, but. Um... But the kind of the, the short answer is is uh, you know growing up I loved baseball I love sports but baseball in particular was my sport and uh, I love comics and that was kind of my world when I was ten and uh, with everything sort of facing inward during the pandemic um, I I was doing a lot of reflecting my my father had just passed away the world had turned outside in doing a lot of reflecting as those moments tend to make you do and uh going back to to my youth and uh, i had done some kind of baseball comic mashups and and so so very on a whim i said oh i'm, I'm gonna put this this out that i had done and 
and uh, we'll put it out for a week and and, and see what happens. Um, and uh, that was really just how it started. And uh, I thought, you know, maybe I can do this every week. So I kind of put myself on the hook that week. I said, I'll do one next week. And that has just kept going for the past 115 releases now for baseball. Um, it's It's been it's been a wild journey. And, and shortly after I started, I, I realized, I realized an element about baseball that I hadn't realized before an element about sports is that sports baseball, it's a big long running soap opera. There are heroes and there's villains. There's, there's good guys, bad guys, good teams, bad teams, underdogs, upsets, you know, there, uh, there's, drama, passion, ego. So it's very full. So as I was digging into it and uh, getting into it more, I'm like, this is this is perfect. Using like the hyperbolic visual language of comic books to kind of tell this, these dramatic stories. And, and, and then also it really speaks to how we as kids saw the athletes, you know, these larger than life superheroes and, uh, um, you know, Greg, Greg Greg Krindler paints things as they were, and I and I try to make things as they might have felt. So, so always going back to that little ten year old version of myself in this project uh, has kind of been, uh, been, been my he's been my art director as I as I've been going on with this right. project. So, how do you determine? Um, we were talking before I uh, hit record. Um, how do you determine? Um, we were talking about um, research and, and mm-hmm. researching and doing these things. How do you decide on what, what would be a good subject for it? I mean, you do some deep cuts. I mean, the mm-hmm. reverse negative with Dale Murphy. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, there there's more like mainstream ones like the Keith Hernandez, which I was very upset about missing out on, um, which we'll get into like what I mean by missing mm-hmm. out on. Um, but how do you decide on topics? I I I consume a lot of information of just just researching all there is is to to research and um a lot of it even though this has been going on for quite a a, a long time and there's a lot of moving pieces behind it it's still a pretty organic process and it's me just reading what I'm reading seeing what I'm seeing and seeing what I get inspired from from, from there um for instance the uh I, in, in my research, I, I learned about Al Rabowski. What a great nickname, the Mad Hungarian. But I didn't know what to do with that, so I just sat in my in my mind for a while. What do I do with that with that nickname? How I, I I like it. I like his persona, but what can I do with that? And then in my research, I stumbled across across one line, and Al Al had given an interview, and he said that uh, he has a. He has a, a family heirloom, a, a ring that was like the the Gypsy Rose of Death, or something like that. That it was a family heirloom that he used to ward off werewolves, and and it was just that little line that that helped put the pieces together for me. So so in my research, I'm looking for those little hooks, those little moments, nicknames or stories, or just those those moments that that just quickly put the puzzle pieces together for me. It's like that that's it. That's what I need to do. Let's go. Is there a subject that? like too taboo you think that that maybe it's uh all right maybe i shouldn't do this like for example uh 
a huge syringe attached to like a Jose Canseco or like, you know, like a giant ankle with like <laughs> Carlos Correa. Like, is there something like, I mean, you, you kind of try to keep it all good natured and in good fun. And mm-hmm. um, I'll let you answer that, but also like you have a really good following now with these athletes and these athletes even do signings with you. And mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm curious. There is, I would imagine a fine line between, uh, you know, not crossing a line and kind of playing into the persona more than, uh, you know, kind of uh, being insulting. <laughs> yeah, th- and that's true. And and you know, there 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 are elephants in the room that I that I swerve around. And ultimately, I just I want to be baseball honoring. And yes, those things are there, but I don't necessarily want to be a, like a political cartoonist for baseball. Yeah. I, I know I know that they're there, and so so I I I choose to I choose to you know sw- swerve around those. Undoubtedly, they're there. Wh- wh- whoever is involved is not their proudest moment. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I just want to honor, honor the game and uh, not not elevate not elevate um, those moments. And, and sometimes the athlete, even if they're not attached to a scandal, maybe their personal lives are not, are not, you know, what, what we'd hope for in a hero. Um, and, and that's difficult too, but ultimately baseball is a perfect game played by imper- imperfect people. And I don't want to, you know, I just want to honor the game. That's that, yeah. that, that, that I, I have a deep love for, for the game and I, I want to honor it. Let me backtrack. What were you doing before you started this? Um, before the pandemic, I the last the last job I had was uh, being an associate creative director at LinkedIn. Okay, okay. I worked with the creative team over there for about seven or eight years. And um, this is full time now. I would imagine this is my wife and I our full time our full time job now. Okay, and. Uh... What I what I mentioned before about ha- missing out on Keith Hernandez and please do another Keith Hernandez comic so I I could feel better about myself. He <laughs> he was my second favorite player as a kid, close second to Gary Carter, which is mm-hmm. why I purchased that Gary Carter one. And if you do another Gary Carter, make him in a Mets uniform, please. Um, but in any event, you're like sure I'll listen to you, John. Thank you for your thank you for no, your you're you're, you're you're one of many uh, a chorus of people <laughs> saying we need gary carter at the mets but i mean that was a that was a killer one and by the way it's very hard on a podcast to do justice um of what you do exactly because like um going back to the randy savage thing like having him drop an elbow in the baseball uniform i mean it's it's just genius anyway <laughs> uh going back to what i was saying before as i ramble is um what what made you decide like that this is a limited time thing on a weekly basis? So, you know, you pre-order it during the week and when it's when it's over, when the week's over, it's gone for good. Mm-hmm. A, a few like, like, like I mentioned in the beginning of how it started, it was there's a, a few ingredients, but but I have always been a creative person and put creative things out there and uh like I, I remember putting a Bo Jackson print I had done. I said I, I made this. It was comic style of Bo Jackson. I said if any anyone interested, send me a DM. And I sold I sold two. <laughs> and uh, okay, like um, got it. Uh, so 
when I was sort of putting the pieces together in my mind about this, I at the same time, I had to run across Tops Project 70, which they're running at the time. And I think I, I forget the time limit, but they had they had a, a certain time limit. I said, "Oh, that's a really that's a really good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that idea and and put that model, adjust it somewhat, but put that model on on what I do and and just see what happens. Because when it's when it's up there forever, kind of kind of thinking thinking through the mentality. When it's up there forever, there's the oh I can always get it mentality. But but if I put a time limit on it, then okay maybe that maybe that is a different sort of urgency. And so I kind of had to get over." get over the preciousness that an artist might have like oh but but if i if i get rid of this for a week then i could never do anything with it just just sort of kick myself in the own, my own pants and say like the best is still ahead of you you still you still got a lot in you you're going to make great artwork don't worry about this um and that that's basically the ingredients that led led to the the one week model and it was very this was not meant to be a business. This was not meant to be really anything. It was just something like, oh, I, I, I like this. Let, let's let's try it. It was literally literally all just thought up in a in an after not even an afternoon in 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 ten minutes upstairs. And I came down and told my wife, hey, I I put this print up. I did. I'll put it for a week and um, I'll do one a week and see what happens. So 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 there's the whole business plan just all plopped there, just falling out of my head and. Uh, you know, now it's almost three years later, two and a half years later, and and it's still, for the most part, exactly what we're still doing. How long does it take you to complete one? Um, it sort of depends. There's, I have, I have several going on at different times. I kind of liken it to a to a mixing desk, audio mixing desk, where you've got different different faders. Right. So I have some that are closer to being done, but I would say probably maybe twenty hours or so. Okay. When, when all is said and done with with research and 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 the actual final execution, some more, some less. How do um you involve like the players? Like, how do do players come to you? Do you reach out to players? Um, because some of them you have signed the prints, and mm-hmm. um, I know I said this before. Sometimes they actually do signings with you. So how how does that come about? Um, that was something that Coder just sort of just developed organically, but, um, I had become, you mentioned Dale Murphy earlier. I'd become friends with Dale, um, a few years back and he was, he was my favorite player. He, he, he was my Gary Carter, uh, yeah, yeah. growing up. And, um, it's funny. So- I, I love, sorry. I love Dale Murphy because I had TBS growing up. Mm. So I saw all the Braves games, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Cubs games, um, but yeah, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> totally, totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, it, you have a very, very, uh, yeah, an agreeable audience here. Um, but uh, so, so he was the third one that I third. No, he was the fourth one that I had done. And uh, it's like, let's do this. Like, oh, great. That's 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 awesome. It'll never get any better than this. Um, but over the course of time, um, Really, really, sort of by accident, I got to I got to get connected with Omar Vizquel, and he was one of the first, early ones that I had done, and and uh, then sort of realizing, okay, I think I'm onto something here. And when you get Dale Murphy under your belt, and then you get Omar Vizquel under your belt, it gets a little easier to go to the next athlete and say, oh, I've worked with this person, this person. Right. So each one sort of kind of builds builds a builds a resume, builds a portfolio in a in a way. Um, and, uh, so, and, and 
over the course of time, I got to work with Hall of Famers, some really, really big, really big guys. And, uh, and I'm still reaching out to players and, and it's gotten a little bit of traction. So I do hear from players that, that are coming this direction um, to work on the project too, which is, which is a lot of fun. So, and you asked about the collaboration. I love to involve the players as much as I can in the actual design. I think what what I hope to set this project apart by is having as often as I can, having the players create a fingerprints on the project. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's very involved and sometimes it's like, I like it green light. Let's go with what you've already done. Other, other people are like, let's make this orange. Let's move this here. Let's, you know, and, and so on. Which which I which I love because that becomes a piece of art in your house that of an athlete that you like that they had some involvement in. It's not just a here's something I want you to sign. Thank you very much. It's a it's here's something that yeah like the athlete's fingerprints are on it in a in a way, and um, and so that I hope is, is special to folks. And and we do interviews as often as we can with the players that we are working with uh, live interviews so that we can connect the fans with, with the players. So it's so, so trying to, trying to bridge that gap as much as possible either creatively or personally with, with the athletes and the fans. Do you, do you care um, who you choose? Like, I, I know that I said this earlier about deep cuts and stuff. Um, now this is a business at the end of the day too. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you mind like if if you have an idea you mentioned a couple of um people before um not every player is hall of fame level but they kind of have like cult status mm-hmm. since this is a business now have you <laughs> i don't know if you're going to admit to this or not but um there are certain players like um i don't know like a Brock Holt comes to mind or like you know there there are some players with like kind of cult um status um who may not sell a lot by the way no no uh i, I named drop rock hold not he might sell a shit ton but i'm just <laughs> saying um do you have that in mind now now that this is your business like ah this is a great concept but i don't know what the you know what the end result is gonna be does that make sense Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I'm certainly aware of that. Poor now, Brock Holt. I didn't mean that. Any, I said poor Brock Holt. I didn't mean <laughs> any res- disrespect. What did he him. do to you? <laughs> no, um, I, I'm certainly certainly aware of it, but but I have to, I have to keep in mind what what made this project special to begin with, um, and I think that is, you know, again, no, no disrespect to anybody, but but. I I I find it more interesting to explore the Alberbowskis over there or the or the Jimmy Wins. Yeah. Baseball is a very big, big and interesting sport, and the stories out there, like we've we've heard the story of Mickey Mantle, of Hank Aaron, of Joe DiMaggio. We've heard these stories. Like I I, I find it a joy to go look for those stories, especially that are off the beaten path, those players that we haven't heard about, those moments that we don't know or at least not familiar with. And so that's been important to me. Like I, I did a I did a print uh, last year of the of the batter's eye, a stadium feature, right. in in you know which is which no one's a fan of the batter's eye, 
but but I I like what that did to my imagination. Yeah. And other 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 moments and other characters. Uh I like what they do to my imagination and 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 I think that's that's very important. I'll I'll lose sight of the project if 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 I if I don't focus on what makes baseball interesting and fun. Because that is what makes baseball so great. It's I always say it during the playoffs, it's always the little guy you don't expect that comes through. Um talk to me a little bit about your merch. You have yeah. a great shirt uh called uh, that says um baseball was better before. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it just resonates with me. Um so where where are you with your merch? Do you do you see that as something that that you're going to expand on? And then I want to do a little bit of a deep dive into baseball with you and just kind of yeah. see see where your head's at with the game. Okay. Um, well, that that particular shirt, I'm I'm a fan. I, I I'm not I'm not a baseball purist. I'm okay with the rule changes. I don't mind yep. if bases are a little bit bigger. Yep. Um, there are some things. Runner. Yeah, I, I I don't care for the ghost runner, but but I'm okay. I'm okay with the changes because that lets me know that baseball is alive. It's 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 organic and it can move and it can respond. And I love that. I think that's a sign of a good game. Um, and uh, and the the merch the merch especially I think is 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 an opportunity to it's it's almost shorthand ways to comment on how baseball can affect or intersect with pop culture. And so a lot of the a lot of the baseball stuff. Um, has to do with that. A lot of the baseball merch stuff I have is is those pop culture moments, either either moments that are important in, in baseball culture, like the like the Dave Parker. If you hear if you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys bopping shirt. That's a big yep. part. The Burt Blylevin, I love to fart shirt. Like that's part of baseball culture. But there's also other things. Like I have a big. Tra- I noticed that the Transformer logo looks like you you could add a crown on it, and it's the it's the Kansas City Royals logo. And so, so these 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 t- touch points that I grew up, I like to find those connections with baseball. I, I just find it a lot of fun, and um, I'm, I'm I'm adding to that a lot. I have a lot of fun doing those, and and yeah, I do I do hope. I know I know that uh, baseballism started out as something else. I think it started out as a as a youth camp, I believed, and turned to it turned into what it is. And so, you know, maybe maybe there's room for that for for Popfly. I would would love it if so. Where do you see Popfly growing? Um you know uh in in the near future fu- in the future future for <laughs> <laughs> the, the future future i think um i think the the, the short term i have two answers for this for the, for the near future um for the near future i i i like being consistent i think that's been an important part of things is is keeping consistent what what, what we're doing but what what the shirts represent and i've done sticker drops too and what the stickers represent is is i think nostalgia as a as a whole um i want to do art pieces that speak to speak to our little in your inner 10 year olds uh that that exist we're, we're just kids now with responsibilities and, and decades of experience but we're truly just kids and i still want to keep speaking to those kids and so I'd love to expand things and do do toys and and uh, and bed sheets for adults, printed bed sheets for adults. You know, like it. this, just yeah. those things that those things that makes make our atoms buzz because because we they, we have them tethered to a point in time that was special to us. So 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 finding more of those moments, but the future future, 
um, I think this project has taught me based on where it has gone and the unplanned route it's taken to get there is that I hope that I hope I haven't even thought of where this can go. I, I hope like I, I would have never thought that this would have led to my work hanging in the hall of fame or being on tops cards. You know, those, those were, those were, those were doors that were not even known as doors when I started this. And so, so my hope is that, that I have not yet recognized the door or know what the door is for the future future. Yeah. Um, but, but my hope is, is that it's out there. Major League Baseball should be giving you a call in some capacity. I don't know what that is, but, uh, and you should do a book. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> or there should be like a giveaway or something at, at a stadium. You know, I'm sure, eh, whatever. Um, yeah. is, there, is there a baseball player that you can think of now that, that would be kind of synonymous with like the word superhero? Oh, uh, Bo Jackson. Okay. And what about, but, but, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just, just, just because his ubiquitousness when we were young and, and uh, he was, he was bigger, he was bigger than baseball. You know, when, when, when he was Bo Jackson, he was, he was bigger than baseball. He was the man. He really was. Yeah. What about villain? <laughs> um, You could say Rob Manfred. I mean, that's a safe bet, but don't. <laughs> You know, you know this is this is funny. I'm I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna backtrack. Yeah. Because I love it so much. I I love. I love Lenny Dykstra as a villain. He he is a great villain, and I've I I just realized this the other day. I've got a Lenny Dykstra pick, uh, sticker on the back of my laptop here. Yeah. It's the third the third Lenny Dykstra piece that I've done. I did I did a piece of him. I did a sticker of his head. I did a a, a Shepherd Fairy Obey. Uh, not Shepherd Fairy. Yeah, Shepard Ferry obeyed, but with him saying "dude" on it, um, I just keep going back to him because I love I I love him as a character. I, th- I think he is so great as just as as just a good baseball villain. It's like you you tune in. It's like oh, I just don't like this guy. I can't stop watching him. You know, he he's that guy, and so he is. Like I, I don't mean I don't mean this in a disrespect to Lenny at all. I think I think he's fantastic. I don't know how much he would own this moniker that I'm that I'm giving him, but 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 he's so he's great, and I and I love that, and I cannot stay away from Lenny Dykstra. So he's kind of so I loved Lenny as a kid, and I feel like he's such an unapologetic dick, and and he may actually like that term. So so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think any supervillain would get their feelings hurt if they called them. If they heard that people were calling them a supervillain. Yeah, true. <laughs> all right, man. I think that's all I got. Uh, but uh, I I do enjoy seeing what pops every week. Um, I look forward to uh, to seeing what you got. I I don't put a lot of stuff in frames. I put all your stuff in frames, and uh, oh, thank you. My kids dig it too. So um, cool. I'm sorry about the skating lessons. The kiddos. <laughs> that was just trying to be a good intro. Don't what? worry about it. <laughs> the shoes, sorry, kids. Thanks, man.